Welcome to Federal Insights for April, part of the Digital Modernization Series, discussing enterprise modernization, sponsored by GDIT. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Gwen Cadu, the Director of Enterprise IT and Managed Services at GDIT. Gwen, good to have you with us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Gwen, give us the big picture on modernization. How do agencies think about it in this day and age? And what are some of the big challenges you see them facing? Sure. Um, so one of the, I think the biggest issues are, are the budgets. Um, not only the budgets, the size of the budgets, but the budget cycles and being able to fit the amount of modernization that takes place or needs to take place with some of our enterprises and fitting that within those budgets and within those cycles. Um, there's also the challenges with all the legacy equipment that we have, things that can't be modernized but still need to be maintained. Um, they, they're, they're sort of the, um, the, the, the annoying piece of equipment that, that you can't get rid of because we're so um, reliant on whatever mission that that legacy piece of equipment is, is supporting. So you can't get rid of it, um, but you can't modernize it either. So what do you do? How do you, how do you get those things um, to a more modern infrastructure is, is very, very difficult. Um, on, on sort of more of a contractual side, we've sort of developed these technical silos because of the cycles um, that our acquisitions go through. Um, we love to take um, uh, contracts and split them up into lots of little pieces um, to kind of share the wealth, I think is, is the expected objective of that. Um, but what that does is you've created now independent entities that are all working to, to create a common goal with an integrated enterprise, but they're all doing it independently. Um, so that creates a lot of other challenges um, with the, the number of tools that are being procured and, and being collected essentially um, by our customers because there's not the integration of the functionality of the tools that are being bought across all of the different contracts. So now, I mean, there, there, there's a customer that I worked for that had seven different network management tools to all manage different parts of the network, but they were all different tools. And they're paying you know, licensing costs for those, they're paying um, you know, um, maintenance costs for all of that. And, and it can get quite expensive, which then goes back to the problems with budgets. You, know, you, you, can't, um, you can't keep maintaining uh, that level of <laughs> collecting tools. It's just, it's just not gonna... Um, Sure. So the implication is that often agencies take a software-centric or a technology-centric approach when they begin modernization. And you have postulated the idea that you can almost make technology an afterthought if you do the right planning for the goal that you have as your end state, and then kind of back the technology into doing that. Tell us more about that concept. Sure. And yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there's a couple of names for that. There's, you know, outside in, there's mission first. Um, it basically does start with the need or, or what the problem is that your customer's trying to address. Start there, don't start with the solution. Um, you know, that oftentimes we get that, I call it the shiny object syndrome where something new, you know, hits, um, you know, the market, you know, from our, from our um, vendors and, and you're like, okay, that's great, but what problem are you trying to solve with that? Do you really need that right now? Um, 5G right now is, is a big um, technology that everybody's looking at. There's a lot of promise with, with 5G that everybody's looking at, 
but do you need to go to 5G today? Is that something that you have to do? Can it be done with the LTE capabilities that we already have? You know, there's, there's a lot of um, considerations that need to be made. You don't just pick a, pick a shiny object and try to put a square peg sort of into a round hole. So as an integrator, then GDIT can maybe abstract some of those technology questions at the same time, simplify it in terms of what the agency is going to have to buy and manage and yet still get that digital idea done that they had originally. Absolutely. As, as a systems integrator and as um, a managed service provider, you know, GDIT, it's, it's, it's our responsibility to do that. And it's part of, it's embedded in our processes and it's really also embedded in our culture. Um, of always being on the lookout of new technologies. Um, we have a great alliance program with some of our vendors, some of our, you know, what we believe are the best in, um, breed vendors um, to, to kind of support that. And we are continuously updating that. And there's actually sort of three phases to that where, you know, there's the ones that we know and use, you know, um, quite often, then there's sort of a a middle group of emerging technologies, and then there's the you know, bleeding edge technologies. So we're always looking um, at, at what's coming out and where it is in the sort of, um, in the life cycle of that technology. Um, is, it, is it too bleeding edge? And a lot of that also depends on your customer's risk profile. You know, how comfortable are they with bringing in something brand new um, when, you know, they're not really sure that you've really kicked the tires on it yet completely. And you mentioned different stages of technology, some of the legacy products, some cutting edge products, which gets to the question of life cycle considerations, because you do, as you mentioned, have to maintain these things sometimes longer than you would like to. How do life cycle planning and the whole balancing of maintenance and upgrades versus putting in what's new and shiny, how do agencies, what's the best approach to that aspect of managing all this technology that it's not all put in at the same time and has the same life cycle to it. Obviously what in a perfect world, if we could, you, you, you would love to just shut down the, the enterprise, you know, fix it, modernize it, do all the things you want to do, but you can't do that because there's still a mission that needs to be done. So you have to develop a plan and it has to be very strategic and it has to be progressive and it has to align with a lot of different um, schedules, cycles, um, there's refresh cycles, there's mission cycles where there's mission activities that are going on that you can't do things. There's contract cycles where you have to, you know, there are certain things that have to be done contractually within a certain period of time. So having to pull all of that together in a, in a roadmap, it's got to be a, a, like I said, a progressively an increasing in function or progressive increase in function um, that will that is always tied to the customer's mission. You, you can't just, you know, start doing this stuff without that. Again, the outcomes are the, are the things that you're focused on. Plus agencies also run into the problem sometimes from a technical standpoint that if they do too much too fast, they find that certain uh, compatibilities might break that they need to keep going in the background. For example, database calls to other applications, it gets pretty detailed, but you only know it when it doesn't happen and suddenly yeah. things aren't working. So that would be part of the considerations too, I would think. Absolutely. And, and, and it's an excellent point um, in that these, these enterprises aren't, aren't sort of the enterprises of old where things were sort of segmented into, you know, you had your network group. I mean, you do still have these functions, the network group, the server groups, the storage groups, 
but the dependencies on the capabilities that we're delivering are so much larger so that if you start you know, tweaking or, or updating, you know, a piece of the enterprise and you have not considered all of the dependencies that that function may be supporting, you're absolutely right. Things are going to break. Things are not going to go well if you haven't looked at all of those um, dependencies. Um, the, the, the enterprise is really, it's, I, I, I like to kind of think of it more as this sort of ecosystem where all of these technologies you know, work together to deliver these, you know, these services that we're bringing to the customer that they need to support their missions. It's it's almost a living, breathing thing at this point um, because it's just gotten so big and so complicated. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a very, very good point because everything is, is dependent on everything else. And when one part of it goes down, the whole thing goes down or the potential, not always, the potential for things to go down will go down. And the sensitivity to that might not come from individual technology point vendors. And that perhaps is where GDIT, say, as an integrator, can think in that strategic level and to help an agency map out what those dependencies might be such that the breakages don't happen and yet you still get that modernization idea forwarded. Uh, absolutely. And, and there, we actually have tools that, that help us identify those dependencies and keep track of those dependencies as the baseline continues to change. Because the, the, the baseline is always changing. There's always things going on. There's patching going on. There's software updates that are going on. It, it is always, always changing. Um, it, but it, it's those big muscle movements when you're trying to, to get things from, you know, one technology to the next technology that's replacing that. So things like on the network side, um, you know, software defined networks, big, you know, how do you do that? And what's the plan for doing that? Um, you don't just go in and start, you know, ripping out routers and start putting in, you know, software defined network routers. You, you, you have to plan that out and you have to understand what the implications are across your enterprise. And you mentioned 5G also, that's another one that could have the potential to affect a lot of things down the chain from the 5G itself too, isn't it? A absolutely. Um, the potential of 5G is just, it, 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 there really is no limit to it. And we, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface um, with the potential um, use cases. Uh, and and the, I think the big thing with that is just this, this internet of things and the amount of data that are coming into, um, in, in, into these enterprises and how we're gonna manage that. And one of the things that we're doing here at, at GDIT is we have actually um, started several 5G development uh, and test labs so that we can start kind of kicking the tires on this stuff. Um, the, the, the thought about 5G is, you know, there's sort of the way I look at it, there's kind of two pieces. There's the wireless side, the actual transmission side. And then once it becomes a one or a zero, it should be just like any other one or zero that we have on our network. But is it really? Um, how does that, how, you know, do we start managing that? How do you monitor that? What are the metrics that we're looking for that are different maybe than what we're looking at with just, you know, your standard email application? Um, with the internet of things, how are you going to keep track of all of that stuff? Um, I, I think that there's a lot to be learned there. Uh, 5G is really still in, is still evolving. Um, the standards are still being developed and, and you know, uh, yeah, um, modified and, and as everybody's sort of learning about this, 
uh, it's, it's, it's changing. So you kind of have to adapt to that as well. Um, but as far as 5G, just we, we haven't even, it, it's going to be kind of an exciting thing to kind of look forward to. Um, we've been talking about, you know, like 4G you know, enabled things that we never would have heard of, like Uber and Airbnb, right? So what's the next best thing? What's, what, what can we do now with this new technology? And that, that's part of what we, again, as a system integrator, need to look at is what are the best ways um, to integrate that technology to really help support um, the missions of our customers. And there's a lot of folks that are leading the way on that really, uh, in the DOD. I mean, there, there's a, they have put so much thought into sort of the potential of 5G and what they're looking for. And so we're, using, we're working with them and uh, working to, well, and looking at some of the prototypes that they're, they're actually looking at. And it's everything from you know, telemedicine to drones to you name it. It's, it's yeah, it, there's a, there's a, it's an exciting, um, sort of an exciting time because we really haven't had a big muscle mover like this in a long time. All right, lots to think about. We've got some more yeah. to cover, but first we're gonna take a short break. My guest today is Gwen Cadu. She is Enterprise IT and Managed Services Director at GDIT. I'm Tom Temin. This is Federal Insights, part of the Digital Modernization Series, discussing enterprise modernization, sponsored by GDIT here on Federal News Network. We depend on IT every day to connect. This requires technology and practices that are constantly evolving to overcome changing demands. General Dynamics Information Technology accelerates the modernization of legacy IT environments and deploys advanced digital ecosystems. Automation, managed services, software-defined networking, 5G IT infrastructure. GDIT modernizes the entire IT enterprise to power agency missions. GDIT, accelerate the power of modernization. Learn more at federalnewsnetwork.com, search digital modernization. Welcome back to Federal Insights, part of the Digital Modernization Series. The topic of this week's discussion is enterprise modernization, sponsored by GDIT here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Gwen Cadu. She's the Director of Enterprise IT and Managed Services at GDIT. I'm Tom Temin. And Gwen, let's talk about the idea of continuous development. I think you alluded to that to some degree in the first half, but... I want to make the contrast between the old way, which is not so old because they still try it sometimes in the government, <laughs> what they used to call the big bang or the, you know, launch it all at once and the waterfall type of way of getting it new applications versus the dev ops, dev sec ops and continuous scrum type of model. Discuss some of the advantages of that and how you help agencies get to that cultural approach and that technical approach. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the, the days of the Big Bang are definitely <laughs> gone, mainly, and I think some of the big reasons for that, I mean, there's no, there's not a lot of greenfield enterprises anymore. I mean, we've been building on these technologies over years. So things have just kind of grown as the technologies have grown. And so there, there just isn't, nobody, you, you very rarely run into a customer that says, you know, hey, I need you to build me an enterprise from scratch. It, it just, it's just not there because there's been years of investment and progressive investment in, in technologies um, to, to build these, the, the enterprises that we have. I just don't think that there's that, that kind of big bang um, approach anymore. Well, because one of the biggest challenges agencies face, not only from a technical standpoint, but with appropriators and with overseers is the constant slippage of schedules. And so if you have a different approach to rolling out projects, maybe the schedules can be more cogent and, and they can adhere to them. 
Sure. Well, I think what the, the true driver is, is just the speed of change and, and how quickly you need to get new capabilities, new technologies into an architecture. Um, it, it's, it's an iterative process and you don't really have the time to wait until you get, you know, all the way to the end and, and hopefully you've gotten what the, what the user needed and hopefully you've met, you know, the, the mission requirements that they're looking for. So you really need to move a little bit quicker and give uh, your customers that, that visibility into, yes, you're making progress and yes, they can see, you know, the build on capabilities and the build on function and that you are actually, you know, delivering that they can actually look at and, and provide feedback um, so that we can, if, if, if we are maybe going off track, they can, you know, pivot us in another direction. Um, but that, that's another important piece of that is that continuous conversation with the customer to make sure that you are doing, that nothing's changed in the requirements and that you're doing what they're expecting. Um, and getting that feedback is, is, is essential so that you don't end up running down the wrong path and not knowing it until, okay, you're at the end and you haven't delivered what they, what they thought you were delivering. Because there's always that, I think you're doing this. Well, I think you're doing that. So, Sure. Yeah. And there's also the topic of technical debt comes in from time to time when agencies have not been modernizing and they're waiting too long to make some of the changes incremental or more fundamental. And again, you know, modernization is about cybersecurity. It's about delivering yeah. better digital services to citizens and other constituents. So besides the infrastructure, you've got what is really the mission, as you've mentioned several times. So the question <laughs> is, how do you get agencies, how do they adopt this continuous approach to modernizing? such that the technical debt doesn't arrive. And maybe also while we're at it, talk about the issue of getting the most out of the technology that you already have. Because very often you hear agencies say, I'm only using 10% of what this tool can do. So that kind of ties into it also. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, as far as today, I think most of our customers are comfortable or are familiar enough with the DevSecOps process that it's not as big of a hard sell as it has been, you know, again, maybe five or 10 years ago when this was a new approach and you had to sit down and, and work with your customer and explain and have that, that open and on, honest conversation as to how that was going to work. Um, it, I don't think there's as much concern about that. It's not quite as... Um, scary, I guess, <laughs> as it used to be. Um, and, and ultimately, I think it's, it's the planning that's essential. Um, you, you have to have, again, that strategic, and it's almost surgical in, in some aspects in that, again, kind of going back to how the, the sort of sequence of events that need to occur to bring up a potential, if you are able to modernize a legacy component, it's got to be sort of a sequential um, set of steps to bring that capability to a point where you can then integrate it into a more structure. So it, it, it's, it, it is that um, still that, that sort of progressive iterative process um, that we're working through um, to, to get that integrated. You talked at length about 5G and the potential there and some of the challenges of getting into the whole 5G world and the internet of things world. There's a few other technologies, automation, artificial intelligence, for example, that you mentioned briefly. Talk more about those and how those come into the modernization process. 
Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, right now automation is is key to to getting that sort of um, it, it's sort of a consistent goal of efficiency and cost savings. Um, and the more you can automate um, using RPA bots um, and automating you know different processes that are repetitive and letting the um, operators actually focus on real issues and not sort of, for lack of a better word, the administrivia um, of, of, you know, filling out tickets and those sorts of things. So um, it, that goes a long way and, it, and in, in, in trying to, in providing that efficiency for um, the enterprise. And then with um, artificial intelligence, um, it, it, it is, it's actually sort of um, machine learning and artificial intelligence. I mean, machine learning is helping us understand um, the patterns in our networks and um, understanding when that look right and, and now there's an anomaly and being able to identify that quickly. Um, that's all being done in the background. It's learning sort of behavior of your enterprise and being able to help you um, identify, you know, what, when you may have issues that you might not recognize in standard tools. And then with um, artificial intelligence, it's actually sort of looking at all of the data that's coming in from your enterprise and then trying to make sense of that and analyze all of it and, and start looking at, you know, um, you know what, what does, again, with the internet of things, so we've got all of this coming in, what's the impact of that on the performance of, of our network and how, how might we be able to improve that um, where might we need to, to tweak something um, and where, yeah, where maybe we don't, we just need to leave it alone and that's okay. And maybe the big difference between the big bang theory or the grand design era approach <laughs> and the scrum continuous development approach of today is who's involved. So when you work with clearly IT departments and CIO channels at agencies, but some things you said implied that maybe you need some of the users, maybe you need some of the mission owners that are going to deploy the eventual digital services, they need to be part of this whole process too, correct? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, we're all about we understand the mission, um, but the, the people who will tell you the, the, the honest truth about what's working, what's not working, or where they feel IT can better support them are your end users. Th those are the folks, they know more about it than anybody else, even if your CIOs, any of, any of those folks. Um, so they, they, you, if you don't talk to them, you're missing a huge piece of your, of your requirements and, and, or of a piece of information that you have available to you to be able to help inform better decisions about what kind of technologies you may or may not need. Um, that you, you have to talk to them. <laughs> and, and that's that, that that problem is sort of an age-old problem. It's been around for as long as I can remember. It, you know, it's sort of like, you know, engineering and operations don't talk to each other. Engineering doesn't talk to the users. Ops doesn't talk to the users. I mean, it's been around for a long, long time. You'd think we'd know by now <laughs> how important and how valuable um, those insights are uh, to 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 really being um, effective in your modernization activities. All right. I want to thank you for giving us some good questions to think about, some uh, issues to uh, go in with approaching these modernization efforts. We've been speaking with Gwen Cadu. She's the Director of Enterprise IT and Managed Services at GDIT. I'm Tom Temin. You've been listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search GDIT. 
Thank you for listening to Federal Insights for April, part of the digital modernization series discussing enterprise modernization, sponsored by GDIT on Federal News Network.